Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode on Glory Reds FC. I'm with my boy Pastor D. What's good, my guy? All is well, all is well. What's happening, man? Ah man, we have a good one. We have a good one. This one is a season recap. We are about to dive into everything United, the Premier League, how we have how we fared so far, what we think, what we expect. You know, we're just gonna have very chilled, chilled vibes, and you know, just gonna bounce some ideas off each other. Yeah. So man, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a nice one. I can feel it. I can feel it too. <laughs> because I know for sure that you have something to say. You have a lot to say. You've been burning. Like this this episode has been burning a hole in your chest. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm sure this is the time where you're going to be like, you know. But mm. yeah, man, this one, there's no particular order. We're just going to take it from wherever. Yeah. And, you know, they just... All right. What, what are your thoughts so far? Let's let, let's just, you know, because we, we don't want to confuse ourselves or try to find a fancy way to start this. So just yeah. let's go. Nah, I hear you. I hear you. So I want to start from the beginning, right? And then everything else mm. will just follow through. And I want to start from... I want to start from the end of last season, actually, you know, because Ten Hag, he had his first season. All of us were happy with him when he came in. We didn't get off to a great start, but everything else that followed through after he seemed to get it right with the team was magical. You know, we seemed to get the players in that we wanted. You know, even in that January transfer, we got, you know, Sabitza and Veg Veghorst, you know, everything was looking towards the right direction. We're literally at some point even talking about winning the Premier League. We were title contenders. We were not far off number one, right? We were looking at not only the Premier League, but FA Cup. We're looking at Europa, you know, because we went far in the Europa League, you know, um, the yeah. EFL Cup, Carabao Cup, which we eventually went and won. So things were definitely looking positive. We were heading towards the right direction, right? And last yeah. year, mind you, last season, we did have a couple of injuries and we did have a couple of players that didn't play, um, yeah. namely Sancho, you know, he had his injuries and he had his mental thing here and there. Um, we had Palestri, you know, this up and coming player that were waiting for him to, I think he was on loan or something like that. But you know what I mean? We sent some players out yeah. on loan as well. You know, we're really excited um, for them this season to be integrated properly into the first team. And then obviously we had our introduction of Ganacho, you know, who came into that first team after he wrapped up his stuff with the Academy um, League and he was straight away integrated into our team. And at that time, we didn't even like need him, so to say, you know, it was just, it yeah. was so weird how he just became part of that first team and just added so much value to the squad. You know, and it was it, everything was looking very positive, right? We go on the break, we come back from the break, we have preseason, everyone is excited, everyone had a very nice international break, like things were just, you know, on the up and up. It, everything was lovely, you know. Um, we had the World Cup where a lot of the players went out there and they shined, you know. Um, we were excited, you know, we were excited for new signings, etc., etc. So, of course, the transfer window opened and, you know, you know, United, you know, um, hyping us up, you know, for things, you know, we're looking to get a striker, we're looking to get defenders, 
we're looking to get a CDM. Things didn't go our way, you know, and that, that should have probably been our first red flag, but we sort of just ignored it. We ignored it because no, of no sis we, we had in the we previous didn't. season. Yeah, okay, before I continue, we, we, before I continue, yeah, no, go ahead. Chime in. We Chime didn't in. ignore it. I don't want we, look. I don't want any point to go like forgotten or miss. You know what I mean. So yeah, I don't mind. No, we didn't ignore it. And, and we didn't. It. Okay, I ignored what, it. What what what? Well, what what we sort of did was like extent. Okay, yeah, uh, go ahead. Yeah. What we sort of did was like just uh, it was something that we do often at United. Yeah. It was it was a norm. So it was very yeah. easy to ignore it or yeah. like just to let it fly. That's why. Yes. But we questioned it because we knew yes. Yes. like Jose Mourinho went through the same thing. Like managers have gone through this thing where he's had a good season and he needs backing. Yeah. And then he doesn't get the backing. And then things just, for some reason, everybody else is strengthening their squad. And mind you, this season, everybody strengthened. Even Nottingham strengthened, mm. you know? And okay, I don't know if we strengthened. I don't know if you can say our our signings were strengthening our signing like yeah. our, our season. But you you don't have that confidence. Like it's it it's it's a fail. Like it was a poor transfer window, and yeah, we well, did talk about it. We just yeah. it was just easy for us to ignore because it was something that's very normal at United. True. But yeah, man, please carry on. Yeah. So like you said, like I don't think we like we knew the extent of it. But like you said, because yeah. it's a norm, I didn't think yeah. we... It's only during the course of this season where we actually saw how much it affected this team because exactly. of coming off the last season and also yeah. because of the injuries that we picked up straight from the beginning of the season. That's where it became a huge problem. Like, I think if we never had so many injuries in, the in this first part of the season, it would have been a much bigger issue than what it currently is right now. If we still had the same yes. squad from last season, I still believe we would be struggling, but not this much. Like, we we'll definitely would have won more games than what we have currently won and drawn and more drawn games, up. exactly, opposed to the ones that we lost. So lost. because we had that terrible transfer window, you know, it's come back to bite us hard in the ass. Mm. And now we're really... Mm feeling the effects of it. So yeah, preseason mm. comes along. Everything is all well and good. We go off to America. Already that preseason is a shambles because of the colliding dates with teams that we're <laughs> playing and where we're going to be playing these fixtures. Because I mean, it was from America to Spain. You know what I mean? Back Bro, to, we, back to travel, the UK. Too. We traveled. Ah. You know, and, some of, and most of these players were coming off the World Cup. And I remember during the World Bro. Cup, we're literally praying for some of the teams to get knocked out just so that the players could have a break. Like, we I were shitting that. ourselves when England was going far. Like, of course, we're, like, low-key happy for them um, because most of the African teams were knocked out anyway, so there was, there was really no mm -hmm. one left to support, right? And mm -hmm. England is going far, and we're thinking about Rashford. Oh, he needs a break. He's been playing almost every single game last season. He's had a good mm -hmm. season. We need him to take a break. So going into this season, we have you know, him fit and ready for this season. And of course, I don't know if this current form of Rashford is a result of, you know, last season going into World Cup, then back straight into the Premier League and not really having enough time just to 
rest and recuperate and he's just mentally worn out you know and he just hasn't had enough time to like settle down and you know collect himself again and bring him back you know and not not to necessarily say back to goal scoring form or or that sort but just to playing you know what i mean consistent good football besides the goals and the assist that is lacking this season just to just be playing consistently well right mm-hmm. and then of course we had the argentina team going to the final and winning we had players like martinez very crucial very important to the united side you know he played a whole break of football right so he never really got any chance as well to rest and recuperate and all of that so yeah so anyway and um, remember he actually went i think correct me if i'm wrong but i think he ended the season injured yes like, he did he didn't really yeah um i think i think the fa cup like he didn't i don't know if he played like the fa cup final there was something like yeah yeah towards the end of the season martinez was like there was yeah. something up yes yes yeah, yes yes, yes he yeah. did get an injury and yeah it was re- it was looking really bad and that injury was a result of being overplayed because he was playing yeah. in the premier league in europa in fa cup and in karaoa these players were not getting a break and because we never had the squad depth and i think yes. ten hag really wanted to achieve a lot with the side he didn't want to risk like second rate players and i'm not trying to disrespect any of the players but he just always wanted a consistent good squad no but b you also need to take into consideration at the time like there wasn't any other defender like maguire was not in the form that he's in right now he was terrible maguire so there was no looking to Maguire anyway. Yeah. They already started his little beef with the with the manager, whether he's going to go or whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, not beef, but with the manager calling him out, saying that, listen, it's it's in his hand. Yeah. You know? And who else was there? The only one, Lindelof. the only one, the only defender was Lindelof. Yeah. And he's actually one player that I think we've not given so much credit to. True. Um, in terms of how he came in fit into the squad at the time that he did because he had stayed long periods of the season not playing yeah just playing bit by until that moment when there was an injury issue and yeah. he stepped in and yeah. he fit in so perfectly and he managed to stabilize us and that was like one of the like we don't give Lindelof enough credit for what he does for united that guy True. iceman yeah. But anyway, yeah, 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 man. Oh, I agree with you. you. you yeah. Before, sorry, sorry. Before you say that, you know that preseason period, though. Yeah. <laughs> I I I have this thing where I I call it like one of those, I call it the Bermuda Triangle or this Loch Ness monster. These mysteries that yeah. I'm still trying to understand because something happened during that preseason, coming yeah. into the start of this season, that made us have a bad start. Because yeah. it made no sense. D, you like we had a conversation where we were talking about Sancho. Yeah. Where to us, Sancho looked like he was electric. Yeah. Now, when we were watching him at the time, every other player also that was playing during preseason looked okay. Yeah. Now, if the manager is going to come here and say that you no, know, Sancho is not bringing in the levels, which means preseason was literally a smokescreen like if there was one time that you can never ever 
trust preseason, which obviously we do, but obviously sometimes we try to get a sense of certain players to see where their fitness is or how their yeah. attitude is or if they're on form or whatever. We use that to gauge that. But we always say that we don't take preseason seriously, right? Yeah. But having said that, you look at that, at this current, that like the preseason that we had, we had decent games, like based on how the, like the Mason Mount coming in and blah, 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 and not having everybody fit and not have everybody in at the same time. You would think to yourself like, huh, man, we, we look okay. You know, we were looking okay. And yeah. we were waiting for the likes of Rashford and them to join in. They joined in. Of course, then that's when we noticed the first time we noticed that, mm, man, the scoring has dried up. Yeah. But it was like, nah, this is just a glitch in the matrix. Yeah. You know, this guy will get back to it. And then it continued. Yeah. And, and then it continued. And then it continued. Then the Prem starts. The boys look absolutely knackered. Yeah. Like they look like they're dragging their feet. And you ask yourself, wait, can you explain something? Because you guys, there's something here that you need to explain. What yeah. has happened? What is preseason? Isn't preseason to get fitness ready? Like, are we not supposed to be getting these players fit? I remember Conte, when he got into Tottenham, he made those guys run like dogs during mm. his preseason. You remember? Yeah. yeah, I remember. Fitness. Fitness is preseason. You will never get another chance to get your fitness in during the season because during the season, there are bigger issues to deal with. You know, you can't really get into tactics and all that stuff. That's what preseason is for. Yeah. So if you're going to look okay during preseason and then look absolutely terrible when the season begins, where it actually matters. Yeah. Nah, then there's something that you guys are not doing right. Something that you guys are not explaining to us. But mind you, we have, I have picked it up. Like, yeah. it makes no sense. It really makes no sense. Unless I'm unless I'm tripping. Unless maybe all these games that have been brought in, you know, all these changes to football that are happening, maybe yeah. they've contributed. Maybe these boys are slowly fatiguing, you know? Like their, their fatigue is coming at a very slow pace. Maybe. I don't know. But if that's the case, we need to address these things, no? We need to address these issues. We need to address these things. We need we need to sort it out. We cannot have a season. Last season, he started off bad because, yeah, he didn't have some players, whatever. Then he picked up momentum. This season, again, we want to start off bad again, regardless of the situation. Like, okay, yeah, we are missing players. That's one of the biggest miss. But, man. Nah, man, nah. They need to explain that to me. That's why I'm like, it's like, like the Loch Ness monster, or Bigfoot. It's a mystery that needs to be addressed. Like, I know we're gonna ignore it. Then it will repeat again next season, and then we'll be like, okay, what has changed? Maybe they'll go off to a flying start. Maybe they're going to start off slow again. When are we going to be that team that gets off to the flight? That was United. United. We never used to worry about the first day, right? Whether yeah. we're playing on a Friday, we're playing on a Saturday first game, or whether it's on a Sunday, or whether it's on a Monday night football. What first game, whoever you are, good luck. Yeah. Like you're getting it. You know? Now we are worried. You know, we're worried because we're not sure if the now nah, that 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 
Yeah. Yeah. Please carry on. Now I hear you. Um, so here's my theory on that, right? Um, and now this is the main players at Man United. These guys have been overplayed, and this didn't start last season. This started with Ole. Ole overplayed these players until injury, right? Because Rashford was coming off a severe injury yeah. before he started the first season last season with Eric Ten Hag because he was being overplayed. And even um which was coming into the season, right? He was coming off an injury because that prior season, he was injured, came back into the squad, played while he was still injured, and then made the injury worse, you know? Aggravated more, yeah. Exactly, aggravated it even more. So I think it's just the case of some of these players have just been playing way too much football because... You can argue and say, oh, what about the other teams and what about the other players? Well, the other teams and the other players, the managers manage them, right? They, they weren't playing 90 minutes out. When the game was won, he, the managers took out the players. And even sometimes when the game wasn't won and he needed to change tactics, managers were pulling off some of their best players, right? Because they knew that with this new football schedule after COVID, there's way too much football that these guys are playing. That's why they mm. introduced that five-man substitute system because we needed to have mm. more rotation of the players, right? And some people were against it because they're like, oh, that's unfair. Because then what about the bigger teams like Man City, you know, who can now bring five options off the bench where we don't even have those five options to come off the bench. But look, it literally hasn't made any difference to the football. Right, because it basically just balances itself out because of the number of games that we are playing. So I don't want to put any blame by towards anyone or whatever, but I think it has to be shared. That blame has to be shared amongst the manager and the players, right? Mm -hmm. So Ten Hag should have benched some of the players more or taken them off more last season instead of playing them <laughs> 90 minutes into extra time every single game without giving them a break. Bruno Fernandes, Marcus Rashford, Anthony, you know, Juan Bissaka, Diego Dalo, you know, all those players, Martinez, Varane, Casimiro, you understand? Casimiro was just injured, came back, played a half, re-injured himself. You understand what I mean? Because he wasn't given the adequate time to recover. And yes, I know we have injuries. And yes, I know that we needed to start Casimiro. But what's the point of, you know, risking it, re-injuring the player, and now he's even out for even longer, right? Because now his injury has been extended by weeks. So imagine if he just missed that match, right? He could have been properly fit and available for this Copenhagen match or even yeah. skip this one and come in for the Luton match just before the international break, right? He would have had maybe a better chance of, of seeing out the 90 minutes and then having that two-week break to recover even more and then come back after that. But instead, he was rushed back and then he got injured. Same thing with Martinez. He didn't really fully recover from his injury last season. Rushed back into the, into the beginning of the season, re-injured himself, and now he has been out for basically the, the entire first part of this season, which is really bad for us. So, yeah, so like you said, you know, um, 
we have it, it, we noticed it in, pre, in preseason the goals were not being scored it was like a bit worrisome not worrisome because we're like it's all good when the season starts off we're gonna go back to scoring right because last season we were scoring goals you know we were like what three four three four goals every game it was just like ah ah Ah, ah, you know, what I mean? <laughs> it was just, it was just happening. Last you know minute, what I mean? We're not, we're not ah, used hey. to these things. You know what I'm saying? We're ah. used to just goals coming in, banga after banga. So I'm it was, it, it was so exciting. Like, yo, I've, I've, yo, like almost every single game week, United fans were just happy, ready with their posts. You know, every we're time we right. scored a goal would post on our status another one. You know what I mean? And then we'll go score another one. And then we'll go score another one. And then we had that meme of that United fan in the bed, fam. Yo, that meme made it rounds. Made it rounds. Last season, you knew Man United supporters, fam. We were out and loud. But this season, we're back in our caves, fam. We are completely back in our caves. But yeah, man, we started off the season not too well. We didn't stress much because like that's ah, just the first, second, third game. But I think it really showed when we played Spurs and we lost. Because I think that was our first challenging match of the season. I think when we Break lost that point. match, there was a huge call for concern because at that point we thought that Spurs were not going to have a good season because they lost Kane, they lost their manager. There's this new manager who has come in. You know, they lost a couple more players as well. You know, we took Regulon off them as well. Oh, no, that was before. I think that was before because at that time, both of our right and left backs it were It was playing. still during the window, yeah. It was still so, during uh, the window. Yeah. So, at that point, we, we were comfortable in the fact that, yeah, Spurs is that team that on a good day, we can comfortably beat them. You know what I mean? Um, so, I think when we got rocked by Spurs, that's when we're like, nah, this is an issue because they still Arsenal to face City, <laughs> Liverpool, and Chelsea, right? And we know Chelsea with their big squad. So I think that's when alarm bells started ringing and harder. Not to forget Brighton, Aston Villa, yes. and Newcastle. These are new additions. That and are- these are new additions, right? And the last thing that we wanted was a repeat of last season where we started mm. off to a poor start, you know? And then eventually we managed to get things going. But the difference is, last season, if, if people can remember, Ten Hag started that trusted um, centre-back pairing of Lindelof and uh, Maguire. He didn't start last season off with Martinez and Varane. And that's when United fans started throwing their hands in the air. What's going on? Why did you buy Martinez if you're not going to start him? Or got Varane? Stop pulling all their things. And then he dropped them completely. I think it was after the Brighton loss either after the Brighton or the Liverpool, then he was like, nah. uh, Brentford. It was, it was Brentford. after Brent, Brentford, sorry. Then he was like, nah, I'm dropping Maguire, I'm dropping Lindelof. And then he started playing Baran and Martinez and the rest is history, right? Then the, rest from, is history. the rest is history. From there, they, they secured the spot and that's how it was. So yeah, man, start of the season c- comes along, you know, everything's looking a little bit shaky. We've got our new goalkeeper. We've been upset because we lost David De Gea, you know, yes, we, we, we trust Ten Hag. We hear the reasons why he brought Andre Onana, but he just wasn't living up to those expectations that we had, right? Because we thought, okay, cool. We're not happy that De Gea is being replaced, but at least it's a keeper that is making noise 
in the media. At that point, we even thought his price is justifiable, right? We saw all the highlight reels, you know, everyone was, everyone was okay. You know what I mean? Yes, we were upset, but we're not upset as we were, let me just say, four game weeks ago, right? Four mm. game weeks ago, everyone was like calling in their regret cards. Ah, we shouldn't have got rid of the hair, all of this, all of that. But beginning of the season, we were willing to give him a chance. We were willing for him to prove himself I mean, to us that, yes, yeah. this was a right yeah. move. You know what I mean? Mm. And like I said, everyone was still 100% behind Ten Hag, you know? And no indeed. one switched sides. Yeah. Like that Onana and David De Gea situation, that thing was forced on us. Like that yeah. thing was like a take it or leave it. Like it's yeah, a business. Yeah. yeah. And if, if if you wanted to hang on and get pissed off and say, hey, That's what David De Gea, like, that would be your business. Like, yeah. And like if there's me as somebody that loves Eric Ten Hag, if there's one thing I do not, like that I'll say with my chest, I'll mm. not agree with it. If there's one ache I have about him is yeah. the fact that he got rid of David De Gea the way yeah. he did. That's yeah. the one thing I can give. Yeah. Like that's the that's the best way I can show how much I loved David De Gea, how much he means to us, like mm. to United. And the yeah. way he was treated leaving. Yeah. Like it was not. And I'm all like here's the thing. I never wish um bad on somebody. I'm not wishing Onana to flop. Absolutely yeah. not. Because if he flops, my club flops. I flop. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I because I loved David De Gea, it's almost like I'll be like, Gaffer, you know, if you, if, if this guy disappoints you, like, I'm not going to defend you. Like yeah. You know, it's like, 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 you want to be on your own. Like, I'm yeah. not going to say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, I, that was I your call. Yeah, yeah. That was your call. You didn't yeah. consult me. Yeah. Like you, you didn't consult my feelings. So yeah, nah, yeah. nah. You deal with the scrutiny and everything that's coming at you for this yeah. Yeah. alone. But yeah, man, like man, that David Dyer situation, man, that was a like that was a that was a cock up, man. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but it was just another one of Manchester United's cock ups in a long list of cock ups they've done over yeah. the years. Like yeah. selling players that shouldn't be sold, getting rid of players that shouldn't be getting gone rid of, yeah. keeping players that should be going. You know, just this weirdness at this yeah. club. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was an absolute mess because you know the transfer window wasn't closed. We got rid of Fred. Scott McTominay Maguire didn't want to leave. We never yet, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Our saviors. Exactly. We hadn't yet replaced Ronaldo. We're still trying <laughs> to finalize the Hoyland deal, you know. Um, every every other first option that we had just seemed to, to just jump to another club, you know. Disappear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our options all went to Bayern or they went to Liverpool. Like, none of the first option players that we wanted, we managed to steal the deal. We're now looking at Gravenberg and what. It's like, well, every single time we just heard like oh this club last minute wants to get rid of this player united were on it it's like they never had a game plan it's like they're just waiting to see who the other teams had in excess and didn't need and then that's when we found that opportunity to jump onto it like okay we've made up our mind for the season we don't need regular you know and then united hear those whispers and they're like how much how much you know what i mean that's literally how it was look at gravenberg last minute thing those those are the type of insights we're supposed to have long time ago 
we should have mm. already been on the Gravenberg thing last season, right? If he was a player that we genuinely wanted, then this should have already been on the table for us, right? It mm. shouldn't have been a, a, a last-minute thing of, oh, you know, Ericsson is injured. Oh, we need to go and get another CDM who is available mm. now. You understand what I mean? Mm. Oh, um, we couldn't get Gravenberg. Or who's the, who's the other midfielder that we're supposed to get? McAllister was, Ka- was also another one. McAllister, he went to Liverpool. Um, Caicedo, he's gone to Chelsea, you know. Caicedo, we wanted him before he went to Brighton. When we wanted him when he was still in Colombia. Ecuador, whatever he's Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and, bro, you, know, you know, when I think about it, I'm like, it's united. Madness. It's madness. Like, the guy, like, he was, like, I can't explain it because yeah. it was so hot. Yeah. Like, we were supposed to get Casado for, I think, 10 or 14. Like, he was around the same price as Danny James at the time. Like, we were about, look at how much he costs. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Look. Yeah. And once he went to, when he started playing for Brighton, he started to regret. Bruh, can I just, just say this before? Because we're in this thing of talking about midfielders. Yeah. But another midfielder that we have, like, really cocked up was Bisuma. Yes. That one, so, I was actually about to bring he, that up. I was about to bring it up just now. Is one of my biggest regrets for me. Yeah. That guy gets into any team in the world. And yeah. I know that's a very strong statement, but I am I can back it up. That guy, that guy is a monster. Yeah. He is the new age Ngolo Kante, like the yeah. new improved Ngolo. He is proper. Yeah. And we that up we missed that yeah. that was a deal that united could have done a while ago when he was yeah. still at brighton yeah like brighton was a club that we were supposed to be doing shopping a long time like so that we get we get friendly with them so that when we want somebody they'll be like yeah. nah these are our boys yeah i'm not going to slap them with this big price who do you want all right now we've got somebody better you yeah know? You, they have got that good footballing scout yeah but yeah man anyway i was just getting no I worries no worries that yeah Suma thing because i watched him yesterday yeah it's chelsea him and sa okay are to me my my personal opinion yeah are the best midfielding midfielding pairing in the premier league right now really i am not joking the way they work together yeah the way they play together because mm. they're the base of that the of the two and one is sitting and Sa is the one who's like the workhorse he's like the box to box yeah isuma has got a very controlled box to box he's like the holding but bro yeah they are the best yeah. i know there's people like rodri and what i'm saying pairing yeah pairing like working together with we don't have that at United right now. We were hoping Casemiro, Amrabat, Bruno, Eriksen, whatever. We don't have it. Yeah. Liverpool, I don't know if Sabotzlai and Gravenberg have got that thing going on. But nah, it is not the same as Bisuma and Sa. Those yeah. guys cover the field. Like, <laughs> you know when I watch them play, yeah. it almost feels like they just, they're like, you know that guy from um, uh, Fantastic Four, that stretchy guy? Yeah, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, like it feels like they're in one place on the pitch and they just stretch their limbs. Yeah. And reach out. 
and do things. Like that's how I see when they play. Yeah. They are on point. But this is not the Tottenham show. This is <laughs> Glory Reds FC. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so yeah, um, where was I? Beginning of the season, um, things are yeah. looking bad. Players are getting injured on like a game <laughs> on a game basis. Like every single game, it's a new injury. It's a new injury. We're not sealing like the deal. Like We're literally at the point of like dropping our morals, right? And saying, nah, man, Greenwood just has to start. You know what I mean? <laughs> All should be forgiven. Let's just leave Boy alone. Let's give him a second chance. You no, know what he's I mean? Coming back. You know what I'm saying, fam? We were that desperate. We were that desperate because of the number of injuries that kept accumulating and accumulating and accumulating. You know, and then mm. I don't even know which game I can point to, right? Where mm. I can say that um, that's when we knew for certain that this season is going to be a problem. Like right now, we're in big trouble. I don't know which loss it was. I think it was to which 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 team did we lose to? It was before Crystal Palace. Which team we lost, we lost to? Like right. Um, not Brighton. Yeah, I know we lost to Brighton, but there was a team we lost to. And then I think for me personally, that's when the alarm bell started properly going off in my head. Like, oh, we shit. lost Brighton, we lost oh, to Arsenal, we lost to Spurs. Uh, Spurs. In fact, Spurs was one of the earlier games. Yeah, it was one of the earlier ones. Brighton, Spurs, Arsenal, mm. Crystal Palace. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. lost to Crystal Palace. Yeah. And eventually Man City. Yeah, those are the five losses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was probably the Crystal Palace match. That's when, like, it's, it, the Crystal Palace match in particular because that one was, like, the last winnable game because afterwards, I think that's when we were playing. Um, it could have been before. Bayern could have been before. But it was somewhere around that area of, we're going to have a, a, a tough like run of fixtures. And that mm. was almost like that we need to win this one to keep the momentum rolling. But we did it. You know, the, the weird one, like for me, I didn't, okay, I wouldn't particularly say that I was worried. I, I still had this um, fan um, love, like, now nah, we're going to do this. We're yeah. going to eventually do this. I started noticing that Rashford is not going to be the same very early. Yeah. And I mentioned, yeah, I, yeah. and I remember I, I brought it up very, and I wanted to bring it up early. Yeah. Because I wanted so that we get into opportunities or times like this where I can back myself and say, nah. nah. Yeah. I knew that there was something up because with Rashford the last season, yeah, there was a way in which he was doing things. Man, yeah. if my listeners, watch how our players behave. Watch their facial expressions. Watch their energy. Watch yeah. their aura. Me and D always talk about we knew that Pogba was on it when he was on the bounce. Yeah. Martial, when he's smiling and he looks like he's electric. Yeah. You know that he's on it. Yeah. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? One Bisaka, his last ditch tackles, you know that he's on point. You know, there yeah. are certain things about certain players that you just feel the energy. 
And I felt Rashford's energy earlier on, and I was like, nope, this guy is going to be a problem because yeah. our our whole thing, like our whole summer was centered in bringing in a striker. A striker we have not had for years. Like this was the big story yeah. that Manchester United are bringing in a target man, somebody yeah. who they are going to be feeding. We've always known that United strikers have got a graveyard shift. They don't receive, they don't get deliveries. None of that. Yeah. So we thought, ah, we're bringing in a new striker. Maybe these players are going to change their vibes or change their truth to try and make the new sign-in settle in well. By, by feeding him balls to score, you'd assume that that's what was going to happen. You'd assume that Rashford was going to take over. Like, yeah, we get, like last season, we depended on Rashford. Like, yeah. Oh, majority of our goals came from him. Yeah. But there were other players that were brought in to help him, to take yeah. that load off. Yeah. You understand? So we yeah. were all having that expectation and thinking that, you know what? This is what's going to happen. Yeah. And from the get-go, even before this new striker was in, we saw we saw Rashford. We saw uh, Anthony. Did he start the season? Anthony, or was it Ganacho? I forgot. Um, Ganacho started, and Anthony started as well. Oh, Pelist, whatever. Anthony, One of the, Anthony I, I started. Anthony started. You, I noticed right right away that now nah, Rashford is not on it. Like he's trying too much. He's he has gone back to default settings. Like yeah. this Rashford was Rashford, not this, not the past season, the season before. This is, the, this is the normal Rashford. This is, this the, is the normal, normal Rashford. Rashford. Yeah. Last season was the not the normal gets... Rashford. Last season was, no. you know, he took a COVID. couple of cents to beans. COVID Rashford. Sort of. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. COVID Rashford also scored a lot of goals. Exactly. Now, that was a very good season for COVID Rashford and COVID Martial. Yes. You know? Yeah. So... There was that. There was just that thing, and Rashford has contributed. And already for me, I just thought like, "Oh my god!" And I think it was against Arsenal, yeah, where I was like, "Right, Rashford, this is your team. Yeah, like you like a game against the Gunners. You enjoy, like you always do something against yeah. the Gunners. You're always on it. Yeah, what's happening?" What's happening against yeah. this Arsenal side that's not as strong as this Arsenal side, the one that started last season? Yeah. This Arsenal season, like this Arsenal right now, they're very tame. They're not as as strong or as scary as people think they are. They're not. Yeah. It's just that there's that mentality that they are like last season and they are winning games, of course, and yeah. beating teams. But the level of intensity that was there last season has definitely dropped Yeah, Arsenal. So, when I was looking at that game, I was like, all right, this is an Arsenal team that we can beat. Yes. Rashford, yeah, you're getting yourselves into positions. Why are you, one, not passing? Mm. Two, why are you overthinking? Why are you going back to that person that was criticized and didn't take criticism very well and yeah. sunk even deeper into that whole thing? Yeah. Why are you putting yourself into that position, you know? But then people were not criticizing him. The only people that were getting criticism were the foreign players. And I remember everybody else was getting criticism. And I'm like, how is how are people not talking about Rashford? How? Yeah. Yeah. I kept on mentioning. I kept on mentioning. 
No, he will provide an assist or a goal. Cool, we get that. But then are we going to leave him all game when, like, he – and you see it. It's visible. Like, this guy is not as smiling and happy like last season. Last yeah. season was, you know, like, you just see it. So I was really, like, baffled at how I was not – like, how it took people time to notice that Rashford is not at his best. And immediately, people were quick to forget about the attackers and then immediately go on to our whole defense system when they know that that is a cheap shot because all our defense was injured. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, the majority of it. Yeah. Like, how many how many players were Luke Shaw, Varane, yeah. Martinez, Van Bissaka. One, one the whole Bissaka. fucking back line was, was, Gone. was out. Mm-hmm. Gone. Malasia as well. Our, back, our backups were also injured. Bruh. In fact, the law also had a niggle injury. It was a little minor injury that the law had. Luckily, Lou. when he got fitness, that's when Wan Bissaka got injured. So, you know, we were just fortunate. And then literally, yeah, because we never had um, a left back. Everybody was injured. Yeah. That's how we ended up getting yeah. um, Regulon. Because we literally yeah. had no one to start in that position. Yeah. You know, and then when we eventually sealed the deal for Amrobat, Regulon gets injured. <laughs> we had no left back again. The injured. replacement, the two. yeah, the replacement got injured, and now we our new signing had to fulfill a role of an injured player. Like that's how bad this season has been, and it's so shocking how some United fans do not want to see the facts in front of their eyes. You know. They absolutely do not want to see the facts in front of their eyes that the injuries this season have cost us games. And yes, we can put an argument and say that there were some games where the injuries shouldn't have affected us that bad and we should have gone out there and carried a win. But the facts are the facts, you know. We needed these players in some of these big matches to make an absolute difference. Um, especially in the bigger matches. Because if you think about it, there's no team right now that has got the sort of injuries that we have. There's no team that has the whole back four line and one of their strongest holding midfielders gone for the first third of the season. All of them have like minor injuries here and there that have been replaced and they've had replacements for those players and they can comfortably... I mean, look at Arsenal, for example. They've got Jorginho, they've got Partey, um, they brought in um, who is who is this other one? I'm forgetting. It's Jorginho, Partey, uh, Declan Rice. That's the one. Declan Rice, Partey, and Jorginho. Three, three of them. You know, Partey is they injured. Yes, and Partey is injured, and they're still they're still five. They brought Timber from Ajax. Timber is injured; he hasn't been playing, but it's fine because it's not like they even right. used them last season. So their back four is still is still sort is still sorted out until they get Timber back. So Timber, it it's not even really an issue. They can't come out and say, oh, but we have Timber injured. But you guys never had Timber last season. So exactly. it's it's really been a, a terrible headache for us. But anyway, um, so you know, transfer window closes. We managed to get in Altai Binyenda, um, goalkeeper. We managed to get um Rasmus Hoyland, we managed to get Amrobat in the last minute which is not even a buy, it was a loan, you know. And um, 
I think that's basically it. Maybe we got a couple of younger players in the academy, which I can't remember, but transfer window was definitely not um, a great transfer window. Um, and then, yeah. Hey, did you, you mention know... Mount? Sorry? Did you mention Mount? Mount mounted the first signing. Oh. So I'm basically talking about the signings that we sealed like last minute, like the last oh, minute signings that we managed to pull through, which in any case didn't really count for anything because yeah, Rasmus yeah. Hoyland also came to the club injured. You know, he also never started straight off the bat. Mason Mount got very, got injured early into the season. There's mm. no, the only player that we got who hasn't got injured so far is Andre Onana. All our other signings got injured. Ericsson was also injured. He was also uh, a player that we couldn't use. And he was very crucial to our side. And mm. clearly, he's not yet back to 100% fitness. Ma Marcel, uh, Marcel Sabitza, he's a player I thought United were going to keep. You know, because I thought he was a very good addition. I was thinking, okay, we're going to keep Sabitza. So and we're going to get rid of McTominay or something like that. Because honestly, in hindsight, I'm actually very disappointed that we got rid of Fred. Because Fred was like our modern, he was like our modern day Anderson. You know what I mean? Bruh. And or oh, Herrera. Or oh, Herrera. You understand? So very disappointing that we got rid of him and were unable to replace him because he really played a huge role in the second half Last of our week. season. You know, uh, when we had when, when we had Ericsson injured, you know, he mm. played a huge role in a lot of our wins last season. And it's such a shame that we let him go. We let go of, um, what's this boy, Anthony Alanga. You know, we let go of him to, 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 watch course, to Nottingham. And I feel like United got rid of, and I'm not saying that Anthony was um, a prolific player, you know, or a player that we sorely miss. But I do believe that he could have become that player that was going to be very useful off the bench, an asset like Pelestri. So getting rid of those type of players first before the other players was just, it was disgusting. You know, Ahmed came back from a very good loan. Um, what you call this? Yes, exactly. We thought, yes, you know, someone to come in and challenge for that Anthony position. He also picks up an injury. So, We've been riddled with a lot of injuries, right? The beginning of the season didn't live up to our expectations. Like, we had high expectations for this season. Um, and it just, you know, dwindled game after game after game, which now leaves us in this current state. But before we talk about this current state, like, what were your expectations? Because, I, like I said, I had high expectations. I thought going into the season, we're going to be fine. Regardless of our shit signings, I thought we'll still be able to stay, keep our heads above the water. I thought by this stage, we should have at least been in the top four. You know, we should have been somewhere in that top four conversation. We shouldn't be, I didn't expect us to be out of the top four. I didn't expect us to be eighth. Worst, probably fifth. But I honestly thought we would be in top four, you know, competing for a Champions League place. Right. And looking at the transfers that we made, I knew that we're not going to be able to challenge for the Premier League. But I thought it was good enough for us to, to qualify into Champions League, for us to be in the top four. But yeah, what are your thoughts, man? What are your expectations of this season? Honestly, I won't lie to you. I, 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 the way we came in, because I kind of 
predicted um, a situation where everybody's going to turn on the on the manager because of certain things that are happening in the club, which could have been fixed if, let's say, the Glazers and all, like the Glazers had sorted the team or sold the team or something like that. Like, I always believed that our season was going to be determined by how good our summer is. And in terms of getting the players that he wants, you know what I mean? Look last season. Yes, last season he didn't get um, his first draft picks. But he did, and he did get some expensive players. But he did get some quality players into United. Quality that we actually needed at United. Because you look at Martinez last season. Martinez was a revelation for United. Such a small man to be able to... I have not seen a better ball-playing defender in the Premier League than Martinez. I know. Like, I'll wait. I'll wait. Varane, obviously, we, we, we knew he's got the experience because when we looked at him, we were like, nah, he is a ball, uh, sorry, Champions League material elite. Casemiro, we knew that he was out of favor at Real Madrid. That signing, we accepted it because it almost seemed like it was the only player that they could get because they were not looking at anybody else. You know, I always believed that the players that we get or the manager, the players that the managers get are usually the best of what the hierarchy offer. Yeah. Like I always felt like, like I still believe that to this day. I still believe like they come up with the signings. It's not like the man, I, I have this belief like the manager has got absolutely no choice the only thing that he has to do is he has to find ways to make their vision work and i think maybe this has been the problem of a lot of manchester united managers yeah so i look at look at the mason mount situation i mean that till right now that thing splits the fan base we still don't understand why we got mason mount now football enthusiasts will be like, no, but we get it. You know, Mason Mount has got a certain quality. And lo and behold, the manager emphasized, he talked about it. Now, is that him as the manager who's like, um, like told them that this is the player that I want and I want this attributes, blah, 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 blah. Or these guys picking the best, like picking the players that they can, that he can get, him identifying the qualities in the player and then talking about them and expressing that this is what I need. Like, like I always feel like that way. Like you look at um, uh, Amrabat and all the midfielders and who else? Anthony. Who did we want before Anthony? If I'm not mistaken, I think we wanted Cody Gakpo. Yeah, and wanted Gakpo. Story, yeah. And bro, there's a crazy. I don't know if you've seen this crazy story. Yeah. Um, that's coming out that Ajax warned United about signing um, Anthony. Like two days, they were like, oh. <laughs> you can't be buying this player for this much. Like he is not worth that much. But yeah. because you guys want him, yeah. take him. See? Like this, we're not gonna <laughs> stop you. Take him. But they were telling him, they were telling them that this guy is not worth this much. Yeah. And they're like, nah. So now okay, he went he coached at Ajax. I get it. Maybe he yeah. was trying to bring in his maybe it was the wrong time. Maybe it was all that stuff. But then yeah. he did get players. And I always yeah. sit there and think are these the players that he wanted? Now, already, 
because my mentality is like i don't trust that these signings and all these things are the managers this is what the manager wants and this yeah. is what all these things I start to have concerns yeah you know so i started to think maybe it won't work because i remember there was a time when i was like united right now the glazers are trying their best to try and paper over the cracks and mm. the fans we're just going to go through this season when shit starts hitting the fan the glazers are going to be forgotten because right at this very moment we are supposed to be hey glazers out glazers out glazers out we're not doing that because they're force fed us like we're back to routine these guys yeah. know us. we are their subjects you know what i mean they know yeah. how to control us they know that if they do this we'll just fall into line and that's exactly what they did we fell yeah. into line we just said okay we will trust that our manager will do this trust that the manager will do this with what players with what players the players that he wants does he have them no but then why do we seem to ignore like these things like when was the last time like honestly when was the last time united manager got first pick signing like the signing that he wanted mm. got him at that time not prolonging not doing whatever just getting the player that he wants and yeah like, like us united fans being convinced yeah that this manager wants this player i'll wait it's been mm. a while yeah you know? so you look at you look at you look at you look at that now you you're going into the season now you think okay when shit hits the fan everybody's gonna forget the glazers and everybody's gonna turn on the manager which is exactly what happened everybody yeah. turned on the manager and they seem to forget these very small fundamental things that we're talking about right now d yeah this thing of us missing players i would like people to stop minimizing it stop making it look like it is not a big deal because it is a fucking big deal yeah those players are important to united stop making it look like nah we are still supposed to be winning we are still supposed to be now nah. mm, we've mm. always talked about the drop off of the quality at united the first yeah. team goes out then the manager starts bringing in substitution then there's a drop off yeah most of our players are injured right now now we are dealing with the drop off like, yeah why are people not looking into that like i get it it's frustrating you look at the manager the manager is going to pick players do formations that just drive you crazy that's just part of the roller coaster this is part of the journey yeah but then the fundamental things that you should not forget is that we are plagued with injuries like it's a yeah. fact it's not it's not a myth it's not a myth it's not a mystery nah it's a fact yeah our best left back luke Shaw, who is arguably one of the best left backs in the league injured mm. martinez i think last season was arguably one of the best center backs him and Mar we were because they were yeah. the best clean sheet defensive pairing finished that yeah. back line was on top of its game Ordnance. now you puncture what do you expect you change the rhythm you change what do you expect to happen this season man we've been man like this season has just been mental and then you take into consideration how many games they're adding the time like you know with this var adding 10 minutes 20 minutes into a, a and a half like wh what do you expect from these players like you want to yeah. ride this wheel until it falls off <laughs> nah 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 so yeah. for me i was already concerned like i was uneasy so to be to answer your question D, 
I won't lie. I didn't really have specific um, expectations yeah. because I knew that there were so many things that had to come into play for us to be where we need to be. Yeah. And a lot of those things were not met. So because they were not met, I had my reservations because I knew that and as much as we try to do whatever, we will not get there if the manager doesn't get what he wants. So the expectations, honestly, for me, I didn't really have. But I did give a very bizarre prediction. Okay. I did say that we might go very far in the Champions League. We might even end up winning it. Yeah. You know? Now, when I think about that statement, that was, I think, right before the season kicked off, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And it was a situation where we were expecting, based on the preseason, you know, this was before the Wolves game. Like, yeah. the Wolves game, after that, that's when we were like, oh, whoa, you know? But the the prediction is already out there, you know? Yeah. And I remember I came back and I was like, hey, gee, I think I want to change. But then I yeah. don't know, I got that confidence, that, that United, that Red Devil blood thing yeah. pumping through. And I'm like, nah, we will, we will. But nah. We won't, you know, yeah. we, we won't, we won't win the Champions League. If we yeah. win the Champions League, it'll be one of those things like Leicester City winning the Prem. You know what I mean? One mm. of those bizarre, major <laughs> glitch in the Matrix kind of situation. Hey, man. Where Bayern Munich miss Leroy Sané, Kane for the rest of the season. Yeah. Kim Min Jae, like everybody's just injured. Everybody everywhere in the world is injured. <laughs> and United is not. Like supposedly we are just getting back. That's the only chance I, yeah. I can say that maybe, you know? But mm. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I didn't really have expectations, my guy. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. And you know, you spoke a little bit about VAR. Let's talk a little bit about VAR this season because it's been a shambles since the first Bro. game. Since the first, not even game, I want to say games because as much as we want to believe that VAR has only been shit for United, it has been shit for a lot of teams. For everybody. For everyone. 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 Every, every manager. Yeah. 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 And we called it. We, we called it. We called it. We bro. said VR this season. <laughs> Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. It and is they're going not to... disappointing. Bro. Yeah. They're not disappointing. They're not. And then the consistencies. It, it keeps getting wider and wider and wider and you don't even know where the line is anymore because the way they are so far past it is absolutely ridiculous. You know, absolutely. And the funny thing is, it's decisions that just happen um, or that coincide with exact situations, right? So, for example, yeah. the, the Arsenal-Newcastle when the ball rolled off and then it was counted as as the ball was in. And then the same thing happened to United and they said the ball was out, you know? The, nah. the Andronana goalkeeping situation, the penalty situation with Liverpool as well, coinciding incidences happened exactly the same way. One was called, one wasn't. Penalty decisions on board to hand in the box, one is called as a penalty, one is not. And it's so nah. funny how most of them coincide in the same game week the same game week one ref on one side of the uk will call it a, a penalty or a free kick or whatever 
and the other one on the opposite end will say nah you understand so and the thing is you 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 think to yourself like do these guys have like a a conference for themselves you know with the boards and re recap everything that happened during the game we can say okay these decisions that are work controversial let's have a second look at them you know and if they honestly did fuck up why can't they just come out and say we fucked up right mm. and the reason why i think they're not going to do it is because they never thought these occurrences would happen so much they did it mm. in the first game week they came out and said uh we apologize we're supposed to give um a, a penalty with the andrew nana situation these officials will be suspended and then they realize that shit this thing is happening every single game week we can't be suspending officials every single game week so now we just mm. not going to do the suspension thing and we're going to figure out something else you know mm. so the consistencies of var have just been absolutely appalling Woo! now the technology in my opinion is good it's fair you know it it works well the problem is the people who are using the technology are just like do you even know and understand how football works the problem is with the guys using var and the calls that are being made because honestly i would i would rather have var in football than not have it for very close situations things like offside did the ball cross the line in the goal post did it cross over the line was it a goal kick or a corner you know those type of situations right even handballs exactly handballs and stuff like that to replay those type of decisions we need it right if we remove it i think it's i think because we've got used to it you know i think there'll be more chaos if it's removed because now it's going to be like now nah, go to var and like now nah, there's no longer var and like but we saw it cross the line they're like hardy you know what i mean <laughs> fortunately you didn't want it what you want that's what you wanted that's what you wanted you know we we you could have won the game but you didn't want var you know the official didn't see this player was offside hardy you know mm. um so i believe a lot of the decisions for example the the scott mctominay goal that probably would have been counted if there was no var there was going to be no screen there was going to be no one in anyone's ear to say whoa 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 let's have a look at it because when that mm. goal was scored no one complained the fulham players did not complain no fulham player yeah. had their hand up and said no i think this was an even the guy could you please even the guy it? that yes you even the guy that saying. maguire supposedly impeded exactly didn't complain. he didn't complain like, he just accepted it you understand what i mean and then all of a sudden like now i have to go to var and everyone's wondering but what are you going for var for you know was it are you going for the offside yeah. you know um i don't even think anyone thought that they were looking at the impeding situation i think everyone the thing that was on everyone's mind was it's probably an offside you check and then we saw that okay ganacho's not offside and it just felt like nah we can't give united this goal we need to find another problem you know like when the police bro, stop you, you know like when the police bro, stop you and they see you have your seat belt on nah. and then they're like nah fam this guy we need to catch him you know and then it's exactly ask, how i felt dude, about that decision fam it's like those searching for a decision not to give us they're like nah let's slow it down and this will look at every single united player let's see who did what and this and that and then and then they just found that maguire situation like ah look 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 there the two players that fell down a united one and a full-hand player 
let's see how we can make something out of this. And you're like, nah, man, fuck out of here, man. You guys are looking for a reason not to give us that goal because your first thing was this thing is offside and you found it wasn't offside. What more do you want? Because if, if it was a case of um, the impediment thing that stopped mm -hmm. everything for them to go to VAR, that would have been the only thing that they would have checked. But the first thing they checked was for offside. And then when they never found the offside, all of a sudden it's like, okay, yeah, but then, but then, but then there's this other, uh-uh, no. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Uh-uh. You guys showed us VAR on that big screen for offside. You check. Ganacho was not offside. What more do you want? So I honestly believe, and I know this may sound like a witch hunt or a conspiracy theory or whatever, but I believe deep down that there's mm. no way that you check for VAR, right? That's your first call to say that this goal cannot come because of VAR. You see that the VAR decision does not go through and now you want to search for something else. There must be mm. someone in that box who is just anti-United and is just like, nah, we need to find something. Either they were paid or whatever. I don't want to assume the worst. I don't want to say that people are mafias in, in, in that office or whatever, but it just, man, it just has that Gee, feeling, fam. I, I don't know if you've noticed also, like there's no pushback like there's not been a yeah. pushback from united like as a club yeah even the fan and it's not like because we don't want to but we just know yeah that we're just always going to be subjected to these unfair decisions True. because there's this there's this myth that uh Sir alex ferguson was controlling the referee Dude. board back in the day like he was the boss <laughs> like 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 he had he had howard webb uh. On, on payroll kind of thing and i'm just Dude. like really so there's this image like there's this yeah. thing around united yeah with the official where it's like we are not we're not even allowed to question what they do to us exactly and then you look at every 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 other club everybody's complaining Fam. everybody's stripping like everybody's just complaining like nah we're not gonna have this thing like yeah. that 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 was unfair yeah like i don't care what you say yeah that was unfair Tunis even fouled Harry Maguire. Right? <laughs> like, he wasn't trying to get the ball. Yeah, he was just trying to stop the player. Yeah, how is it that we, who are even thousands, not even at the pitch, yeah, are thousands of kilometers away, watching on our TV, how yeah. is it that we can see that this is not a foul? Exactly. And you still going, and then you have the the nerve mm. to come and tell us, yeah, this new terminology that you're bringing yeah. out of your ass. That it's subjective. What offside? What? <laughs> Where did that come from? Man, it's like, like they they created like, the rule on the spot. Rule. Oh, mm. subjective offside. Okay. Mm. So United is just the club that has first. Everybody mm. comes create history with us. Yeah. So we are also now in the history of VAR of being the first team to have a subjective offside. Yeah. to them like what nonsense is this dude like <laughs> bro for me the pgmol these referees yeah they need to be accountable just like everybody else you yeah know, this football thing the fans the managers uh, no sorry the fans yes because the fans yeah they need to behave yeah the fans are not allowed to misbehave when they go to the to the to the pitch yeah the players of course they are the players they get there they do this the manager gets scrutiny yeah the the ref, I mean, the managers get red cards 
and yeah. yellow cards, just like players. Yeah. Referees understand that they're there, but then they have created a system that they are failing to control. Yeah. And because of that, they need to be put, they need to be accountable for that. There yeah. needs to be a situation where we are also criticizing them, where they, man, I think referees should also be getting red cards and yellow cards. If they're not able to handle or control a game, yeah, these guys who are at the top need to decide that now nah, we need to get this guy out. Let's bring in somebody else. Who's going. I know that sounds crazy, but the way football is going and the way these guys are pushing their their rules and their new stuff on us, yeah, you know, we we need to also now have a pushback where we're like, okay, you guys are giving our our managers red cards. Yeah, like you guys want them not to be there pitch side with us to yeah. motivate us, and everybody else is being. Fans, when they misbehave, they get banned. Like yeah. everybody else around football is criticized. The owners, the what what, every single person, yeah. but not the referees. The referees are in this bubble where they are untouchable. How is that? How hmm. is that? Every other sport, all these men, all these referees are accountable. I think that put there are some some leagues where. You have a referee. If you do bullshit, you get trapped. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, let's just keep the order. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But I, 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 we're not condoning it. But you, you understand what I mean? No, I hear you. Why don't we have that? That that. Yeah, nah, man. Nah, man. Let, let, let me let me read something real quick. This is from the mirror. Yeah, and yeah, yeah man. This is gonna sound absolutely absurd. So the the article goes as follows. Yeah, I'm not gonna read from the top. I'm just gonna. Um, talk on a certain abstract over here. So it says, according yeah. to the IFABS latest laws of the game, I don't know how latest these laws were implemented, but anyway, a player can be pen a, a player can be penalized if they are an uh, sorry if they are in an offside position and become active in the phase by doing the following. Yeah, number one preventing an opponent from playing or being able to play the ball by clearly obstructing the opponent's line of vision. That's number one. And you know, the, the ridiculous thing I find about this is the last line, obstructing the opponent's line of vision. I thought the only person we can obstruct is the goalkeeper. Exactly. Because that means you're being penalized throughout the whole game. That's what it basically mm. means, because you're always going to be in. You're always going to be obstructing the opponent's line of vision when you're trying to run and get mm. the ball. You're running with the ball, or a player is crossing over. At some point, you're going to be obstructing someone's vision. So, how can they even go and put that as one of their things that that coincides with to the law up. is beyond me. And to even to even <laughs> this 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 first one there. Eh? How it's so stupid is because when you look at this corner kick, the opposition defender is on the back of Maguire. How is Maguire supposed to know that this player is behind? And how is he supposed exactly. to know he's obstructing? And if Maguire is and bigger than the player, is it his fault now that the player is short and, and that he's obstructing his vision? Actually, it should have been a penalty in anything because that guy kicked exactly. Maguire. Nobody exactly. touched the ball. Maguire was going for the ball. <laughs> if you're trying to be technical, yeah, now it now, should have been. Now they won't give it because he was exactly. offside. So, uh, 
but yeah man um so let's go on the second one so the second one is it says or challenging an opponent for the ball or clearly attempting to play a ball which is close when this action impacts on an opponent so basically when you're in the line of vision right and then you clearly um attempting to play the ball which is close when the action impacts on their opponents <laughs> Oh man, that is rubbish. That is just jogging. It's just exactly, exactly. And then the Uh, last one is or making an obvious action which clearly impacts on the ability of an opponent to play the ball. So if you're both challenging for the ball, and then the opponent doesn't get it, it's all of a sudden in the favor of the opponent because he wasn't fast enough. To get to the ball how is that my problem how does that if work? i'm better than him in the air if i'm quicker than how him does... on the ground if i can get the ball faster than him and in that action i obstruct his vision whose problem is that if a through ball is made and i run in front of the player and i'm faster than him and he's running behind me and he can he can't get around me to get the ball is that my problem is it my fault that i'm bigger and faster than him this rule is dumb it's dumb and the things that back this rule to say oh this thing must occur in this order and whatever is very stupid because when you go back and you look at that decision when you go back and look at the replay he comes and commits the foul on harry Maguire. harry Maguire did not get the ball none of them got the ball none of them because if anything those be like okay fine you guys will get a free kick right but then that's if the ball goes out of play and it doesn't actually reach Ganacho. You understand? Then maybe mm. I, I can maybe see your argument there or whatever. Harry Maguire fouled him. But Harry Maguire didn't even foul him. The opposition is the one who fouled Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire put himself in a better position than him to receive that ball. So, yeah, man. This IFAB latest law, dude, it's, it's just the, it's the weirdest. No, it's nonsense. It's rubbish. I don't... I don't... These guys always pull these cards out yeah, yeah. when they are mixed in a situation. Like when yeah. they're always in a situation, they try to and like nobody can verify these things. Why exactly. isn't anybody trying to verify these? Yeah. Things? You know, like come out and say that okay, these are legit and, and how how up uh, um up to date is this rule book? Is it now or these laws from Jeez. back then? Are, are they newly written laws? Who this, wrote these laws? This is the can latest. You come here and yeah because we are watching football yeah the basic knowledge that we have and we are trying to visualize it now you guys are there behind busy trying to complicate it with all these rules so that you can control it and come on come on i don't buy into all these rules and all that bullshit i don't section 11 dash what what says the opponent needs to be in the air in order for section e cross b must fuck that yeah, nah. and you know what's, nah. what? What's funny is the managers themselves look confused, and if anyone ah. should know the rules, it's the managers. The managers Bro. should be updated before the new season kicks off and says, "Look, these are the new rules. So when these things happen, we don't want to hear you guys complain. You understand? But Bro. why does every single manager just seem very bewildered by like all these new things Bro. that come up? Like, wait, what? Subjective? What? I, I like the way Arteta. Fam went at these oh, yeah. guys. I loved it. Ooh. I absolutely I was loved like, it. come on, yeah, come on. Mm-hmm. Bruh, I was happy. He was man, he was like, fuck out of here. Man, there's a this it. is football. 
dude. football in this country, in Africa, in Asia, in dude. what, what. There are certain things that need, like, if you are saying that those things are the rules, cool. Yeah. Fine. And then we don't need to carry on this conversation. Exactly. I like it. Dude. I fucking like it. If you're saying all those things are goals and what, mm. then let's move on because you're not going to get anything from me. Exactly. Because fuck that. Dude. Where in the world is what you just allowed correct? Bam. And he, you know, just it's funny because um the english premier league is like the 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 the, the, the biggest the greatest league yeah. but then for him to like to even say to compare and say that football in asia in america yeah. exactly. everybody are in unison with this thing like how yeah. is it that you guys are the only people that think that this is a goal how yeah. Yeah. when a lot of things you look at yesterday's game with um tottenham and chelsea there was a goal and then there was like some um injury in between and i like how they dealt with each situation accordingly because one situation led to another you know and they said okay offside cleared now let's go back to that incident that was a red card uh, this is a red card this nigga needs yeah. to go boom they did it in all Bro, so it's like, nah, nah, yeah, yeah man. Nah, yeah, they man. can, and 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 the like, thing that I'm irritates not... me is the the their go-to answer. No, the angles. You're like, what angles? Like, no, you know, you're just seeing it from one angle. Show us which angle then we should be looking at it from. You know, because I, I remember one of our matches, Bro. we said something about the angles. Like, Ayrton Hag is like, nah, fam. You know, how did you guys cope, make this decision? And they're like, the angles, the angles. You just didn't see the angles. And I'm like, what? And then they had Teta situation with Arsenal. Same thing. They told Teta that, no, the angle. And you're like, what angle? They're like, no, from that angle you're looking at it, it looks out. But from this other angle, it looks in. Show us that angle where the ball looks in. You know what I mean? Why are you not showing us that angle? Every single angle that we've, that we've seen that you guys are showing to us clearly shows that that ball was out. So, yeah, man. Anyway, that's, mm. that was a little VAR segment. Let's move on. So. Cool. Current state of United, like we've got over this, you know, expectation hurdle. We've accepted that we're not going to get the signings that we're supposed to get. We've accepted that this team is just not going to be the same until um, the core players of this team are back from injury. And we're now in this state of limbo. And I'm going to call it a state of limbo because we don't know if we're here or there. And the reason why I'm saying that is because we haven't drawn any matches this season. It's either we've won or it's either we've lost, you know. And some of the wins haven't even been that convincing, right? Some of these wins, it has been so close. <laughs> Last minute things, literally, you know, we could have lost. We could have drawn, you know, but we ended up winning a game. So going into every single game, we're still in a state of we don't know where this team is at. We don't know if there's progress. We don't know if that was a once-off. We don't know if we're really as bad as our last game because we can have an absolute shit of a game and then go and beat like for example we're, we're having a terrible start this season for scoring goals you know goal drought and then we go and play crystal palace and we beat them three nil and we're thinking okay cool we're back to goal scoring ways and then come weekend we lose to them one nil and like okay what's going on you know we play Bayern and we we managed to get two goals in right they beat us three two oh well and good cool in the next game, we go and lose again, you know? And it's like, 
are we coming are we going like what's happening right so even as we speak tomorrow we're going to be facing copenhagen in the um what's called champions league by the time you listen to this episode we've already played them but we're going into this fixture with the unknown we just don't know what's going to happen you know i was looking at the team that's going to be traveling and it's more or less the same players that have been playing for the past five game weeks but even that does not give us any indication of what's going to happen because this team is completely off form there are some players in this squad that a lot of the time we don't know what's going on with them they'll be caught on the on the the team that's traveling but then they won't be on the bench you know um certain players that didn't leave that will that are part of the first team we don't know where they are like for example what's happening with Johnny van der Beek like for real what's happening with Johnny van der Beek he hasn't been on the bench and then one game you miraculously see him in the on the bench but then he's not getting any game time we don't know if he's fit we don't know if he's injured we just don't know anything about the player you know who have players from the academy like Forsen sometimes is in the team sometimes not in the team or players like Shaish or entire sometimes is in the team sometimes is not in the team like what, what's going on you know Pelestri is another name as well we just don't know what's going on with some of these players at the club and the news has, has has become so fragmented that we just don't know what to believe and who to believe anymore and i'm not trying to take any shots at Eric Ten Hag but he has come out a lot of the times in the press conference and said things and it just hasn't transpired this previous game against Fulham he clearly came out and said that Varane is fit and ready to start yet is on the bench and was starting Evans and was starting Harry Maguire and even with the Evans thing it's like we don't even know what the situation is going to be with this player because when everyone is fit is he still going to get game time are they going to extend his contract you know all these like looming unanswered questions and obviously what's going on right now with the sale of the club and in our next transfer window it's, it's probably going to be a whole new team because now we're getting information about sir jim is going to take over the football operations at the club when the when that deal has been like done and you know concluded everything like that you know what his what's his philosophy in the transfer market how is he going to stabilize a lot of the things because we're hearing all these stories about he's going to bring back reform to the club what does that mean does it mean we're still that the scouting system still remains the same but we're just not going to um pay in excess money for players that we want does it mean we're not going to pay excess salaries that we usually do like we don't know really what's going on and what's going to happen right and united i think over the years our biggest problem is we've always been going for these name players these you know high profile players these players that have a good season at a club and then we go and jump on them you know ie rasmus hoyland you know oh up and coming kid let's go and get him oh this player has been good for so many or years you know cavani you know igalo cristiano you know casimiro eriksen varan the list goes on we just go and get those type of players like there's no proper scouting system that's in embedded in the club Look at Man City across the street. They just brought in Jeremy Doku. This guy is just dude. His numbers are ridiculous. I don't even know where they got him from. Who is this boy? Where did they get him from? You know, 
Alvarez, they brought in Alvarez. He's just been scoring bangers after bangers. He's flying under the radar. You know, how was City able to go into the market and get these gems while we are chasing all these big names and paying big money and putting them on big wages and we're not able to get this team together? Why don't we ever get these like players that we've never heard about and have actually come into the team and done something, right? A lot of these players that we haven't heard about and have been brought into United haven't had an impact, you know? Um, Fred, when we got Fred, yes, he was relatively known because obviously he's Brazilian. And I don't know that time when we got him from that Ukraine. Was he playing for a Ukrainian team? Was it Shakhtar or something where we got him from? Yes. Shakhtar. Like, yeah, he was, he was good for them. You understand? But at the same time, we just didn't know what to expect from him. Victor Lindelof, no idea where we got him from. You know, I only started to get Victor Lindelof more when he was at the club, right? Um, Eric Bay, you know what I mean? He's also another player that also didn't really know so much about, but then never really came and had that impact that a lot of these other clubs have. So we, yes, we do get these players that are not big names. We do get them into that club. But they're not having such a big impact on the squad like Liverpool will go and get Diaz, you know, and he's a very impact player in the team. You know, they'll go and get all these little gems from these clubs and they come and have a direct impact on the team and they do very well. We're at United that when we go and get these players are not big name players, don't have a big effect on the club as the other clubs do. Now, I don't know if that's down to the players themselves that are just not of that quality or it's just been down to the managers who have been managing these players that we've been bringing in so would it have made a difference if we had Ericton Hogg five seasons ago when all these players came in the Freyers, the Victor Lindelofs, the Eric Bays, you know what I mean etc etc would they would the team have been different would there have been much bigger impact players in the team Harry Maguire wasn't really known, you know, in the football scene. The only time people knew of Harry Maguire was when England was playing an international match. He had one great season. And then all of a sudden, United are chasing for Harry Maguire. You understand what I mean? So it's like we only chase after these, like, small-name players, you know, that'll have, like, one great season. And now all of a sudden, we want to chase after them with, without sort of us doing our homework. And seeing, is this player actually fit for Man United? Is this what? Is this what? It's almost like we just want to get the player just so we can stay popular, just so we can be in the conversation. You know, like when a new sneaker drops, you know, you may not be a sneakerhead, but you just want to have it just so you can be, oh, I also have the Air Force what? I also have the what, what, what? I also have the Air Jordan. But you don't really understand or know its value and when to wear it and whatever. You understand what I mean? And now you're parading around in an event or you go somewhere where that sneaker not even in, you know, has got no relevance to what you even plan to do with it. And I feel that that's how it is with United. Man, the signings have just been absolutely horrendous, you know. So come, going into this next transfer window, I want us to be way more smarter about it. We shouldn't just go and get these big names and, you know, chase down these players and whatever. They need to be a much better transfer um, system in United. And I really hope that Sir Jim is going to be that man to turn things around 
and work hand in hand with Eric Ten Hag, you know, and have those type of conversations of who do you want? You know, let's forget about the commercial side for a minute, right? We don't want to go and bring in a big signing just so we can sell shirts. Oh, let's go and get Victor Osman because he's going to sell shirts. Let's go and get Victor Osman because he fits into your system and you'll be able to deliver on what you want to get out of this team. So, yeah, man. But what are your thoughts on, on this current state of United and, you know, how we're, how we're going so far? No, man, I think you've said everything. Um, I don't really have much to add, but what I can say is, you know, when you started to talk about um, the signings of the players, it I felt like it was emphasizing my point of like these managers are not buying players that they want. It has never been like what you explained literally was yeah. what I was saying that I don't think that the manager gets his players. You, you, if you want to compare to other clubs, many city wanted Doku, they wanted Grealish, they wanted Rodri, they wanted Alvarez, they wanted Gakpo for reasons. Support slide, they've put those players, and those players are shining. These are players that the manager has picked saying that this player is going to play there we at united we buy the player like the the, the club buys and says all right we bought yeah. you a player deal with it so yeah. like, that's how i feel and i don't think i'll ever change until i see because if they do change we will yeah. notice the change in terms of the way they are doing their transfer stuff and i like that towards the end you mentioned because everything that you said mm. was spot on you know so uh, like you said like it's a gym like i really hope him coming into the squad like he's going to be a change because we know our club so if you come in there and think or pretend to make change yeah we will call you out we will know make the real change like make real change don't man there's a lot that's going to change he's got he's got a like he we're really yeah. going to be paying attention and like the thing is we yeah. know our club our club goes through this this what do we call it we call it the two or two, two and a half yeah. year or three year cycle where we go to a season where they 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 they, they, they spend unnecessarily yeah. and a lot in the wrong places for the wrong yeah. competition and then we do okay and then the next season we make it to the right competition we need those same kind of investment we don't get it and we just fall into this cycle there's this cycle that yeah. goes on at united so yeah man i'm just hoping with sir jim like my expectations right now is i hope the club has has noticed that they've put the fans yeah. through a lot They've put the fans through the most. Like everything that has happened this season has not been nice. Like it has not really been comfortable being a United yeah. supporter. And we are still here. So he really, and if he really is a United fan or boy or whatever, he really needs to look at this club with care. He really needs to take care of it with care. Like, I don't know what relationship he's going to have with the gaffer, but he really needs to ask that manager the players that he wants and go and get the players that the manager yeah. wants. Like, go and get them. Don't, don't, don't go back. Like, 
United will continue this cycle if we keep on not giving our managers yeah. what they want. Yeah. It's as simple that. Because instead of progressing, he's going backwards. How is he? You understand? So, yeah, my expectations on in United's progress are solely based yeah. on Sir Jim. Because he's the face of the footballing side. He's like the Ed Woodward. Like, he's the owner. Like, he has shares, but... The way it is being, um, pre- like the way it's looking, it's looking like he's going to be the face of football of United. Like all the decisions, all the signings, like yeah. he's taking the reins, you know. So, all right, like if you're going to do that, cool. Don't adapt. Don't bring that Glazer thing. Like if you've noticed the problems that we've been going through as a club, please come with a mentality yeah. of change. You want to come there, and support the manager we don't want to put the manager in a situation in a precarious situation where everybody's turning on him no give him let the manager sack himself that's how i always see things let the manager sack himself give him the tools give him everything that he needs lampard you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. you know what i mean give the manager what he needs and let him sack himself but then you 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 put him in a situation where he's yeah. already sacked, like he's already doomed yeah. to be sacked. Like, how are you exactly. giving him a fighting chance? Like, how yeah. are you trying to? Nah, he. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So, so Jim needs to come and bring in the change, and then I think yeah. maybe then, because I'm hearing that with the Jim coming in, I don't know how long that will be because the transfer windows coming up. And I keep hearing that he wants to bolster the team during January. And I'm trying to think, okay, like who do you who, who do you want to bring? Like, that's so crazy yeah. that I'm asking, who do you want to bring during the January transfer window? Because I'm not used to it. Like, it's a, getting a transfer window during the, during the winter is, is, is like, it's like seeing a mm. unicorn for United. Yeah. It doesn't happen. You know, it's a new thing. So I'm surprised. So I'm thinking yeah. to myself, who? Okay, yeah, we do like we did like this past few times with Vecost and uh, Igalo, but those were different yeah, kind of situations. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then, like to actually say we're going into the January transfer, like treating the January transfer window like yeah. the summer. I don't think I, I don't know when was the last time we yeah. we ever did that. So I'm hearing that he wants to do that. Cool. If you are doing that, yeah, man, do the, do right, the thing. right thing. And I think like do the right. Just yeah, don't... and I think um, yeah. what's also important is um, players leaving as well. Like it's not about us getting players, but also players yeah. leaving. Um, we have a lot of excess players that we exactly. need to get rid of, and we just keep adding more to the list because now we've got Johnny Evans, you know, signed a deal, and yeah. thank God it's, God one, it's one, year, one year. But again, it's like, what are we gonna do now? Because we already have defenders in excess and there's a lot of defenders that we don't need and same thing goes for the midfield as well. So it's who are we looking to get rid of, you know? Because <laughs> these players, these players that we're supposed to get rid of are now putting in a shift. So, you know, what happens now? Like, so the smart thing to do is, okay, because these guys have brought the value back up again, we actually have a proper argument to sell them for the price that you guys initially wanted to get rid of them before that other players, that other clubs, sorry, were chirping about, right? So maybe before 
other clubs were saying, nah, that is too much for Maguire. Now we can be like, but have you seen what he's been doing of late? You know, he's worth the yeah. 30 now. Ping. Scott McTominay is now worth the 30. Yeah. So I, I think the mistake we'll make is because they've been playing so well, it's like we want to reward them for the rest of the season. Like, oh, okay, we wanted to get rid of you, but because you're playing so well, we want to keep you to the end of the season. And then they want to be a problem for us going into the next season as well. So we shouldn't fall into the yeah, trap of these guys are performing. Mm. Like, we're grateful for it, but unfortunately, you guys are just not in our plans moving forward. It happens. It happens in the best. And there were exactly. ample time. So January, we should, Ten Hag should even let them know from now, say, look, I'm, I'm really um, appreciative of what you guys are doing for me right now, but just know I'm, I'm going to put you back on the list in January. Scotty, Maguire, um, unfortunately, you're not still part of my plans. You understand? I commend you for, for making yeah, the comeback, but yeah, man, unfortunately, <laughs> you're just not part of the plans moving forward. So I think the only player that stands a chance of staying in the team is Scott McTominay. You know, with his new revised role, so to say. But even Maguire, Maguire, like I, I think, I think Maguire. If we, if we get a defender, it's late for him. I, it's late for him. I think, I think he'll be shipped. I think you, he will be sold. I think he'll be okay. sold, and I think sure. will be a really good wait, buy wait, 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 wait. for West Ham. I think Moyes is Moyes still the manager of West Ham, by the way. I think Moyes in January yeah, yeah. should should take. An opportunity and say are you guys still looking to offload you know Maguire? I, you know what Bring I know? Because I'm pretty sure he would definitely be a starter for um for West Ham 100 percent Maguire will leave if we get in yeah. two defenders. Yeah. Two center backs. I don't see him going if we only yeah. get rid of one. Like I I I I I I, yeah, I we need don't get... see because we need we need to start paying yeah. attention to Varan. Varan is already exactly. sort of like a liability. We are not sure. We're not going to get one hundred percent from Varan. So already we need to start yes. thinking of that replacement. Now, at the club, knowing our club yeah. how they are, yeah, they are cheap. Yeah, they are broke niggas. They will decide ah, why should we go and spend on two defenders when we yeah. can keep one yeah. who is Maguire, and then yeah. get another one because I. Or in Maguire, I think they're going to maybe extend. Like, if they're not going to bring in two, Maguire will still be around yeah, until yeah. He, his contract actually starts fizzling. And then you know what? I think, I think but... you're right. I think with the Maguire one, we'll probably keep him for the rest of the season because of, like you mentioned, Varane. And then Martinez, we don't know if he's actually going to be up to long scratch and to, by the transfer window and even after. So we, we don't know his availability for the rest of the season, to be honest, because the way it looks, it's it looks long. like Martinez is only going to be back long. to full fitness next season. So he's one player that we, yeah. <laughs> that we were, were literally writing off for the rest of the season. But yeah, but with that being said, um, what are your expectations mm. um, now um, for this club until the end of the season? Where do you see United finish or let me know let me put it like this where do you see united by the end of the january transfer window because i want us to have um another recap in february 
right? After two thirds of the season have passed in the okay. Premier League, specifically in the Premier League. Um, yeah, so by February, I want us to have another episode like this. Um, so what are your predictions by Feb? Where do you think the club will, will be standing? In fact, you know what? Let's just make it for all competitions. Where do you think we'll be? Because uh, we're already out of the EFL Cup. Um, so where do, you th- where do you think we'll be in FA Cup, Champions League, and Premier League? And also the players. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, just give me a sum up of your expectations by then. Like, yeah. It's very difficult, day. It's very difficult because, like, until I see some sort of improvement with football and the play, that's the best way that I can do it. You know, that's the that's the only confident way I can give. But if I am going to base it just like yeah. now, I mean, I have been I've been an advocate of sticking with the manager. And I do believe our our season is going to change. I think next year, like beginning of next year, we'll be bouncing around the top six. Okay. I honestly believe that because I think that we're going to get some sort of stability. I mean, if we continue being plagued by injuries, then you see, that's the thing. This is the thing that is very difficult to predict because... You just don't know with yeah. the injuries, bro. You just don't know. Last yet last night, Tottenham, their best center, one of their best center backs. Okay, obviously Romero was red carded, but that Van de Guy, yeah. Van de what what, chasing pulls a hammy. Bah! Who do they have yeah. to replace? Dyer, who hasn't played the yeah. whole season. Like that was his first game playing yesterday. I mean, it did well, but look, there were holes. Yeah. You see, so if we are going to continue getting injuries, it's very yeah. difficult. And with with like with VAR and the red card situation, because I've been very very timid about those guys. I've been just watching watching them with my side, like thinking, "Hey, man, people need to yeah. watch out for the refs." So, I think in the Premier League, we'll be just bouncing around okay. the top six next January could be i say top six and i say that it could be in any of those positions except yeah. probably first so but right now we are sort of in the mix we're in the groove we're not yeah. far from everybody it's funny because this game week was the game week that kind of like like leveled the playing field you know it's like ah everybody was trying to run away yeah. from be funny i ah, come back to normal come back to normal so some big teams lost which gave the opportunity for us to climb and go. Um, Luton game, we're playing away. That game is going to be very difficult. We're because for home. some weird reason, we're that home. ground. Yeah. We're playing home. Okay. Okay, if we're playing home, then we're going to smash them. But if we go that side, yeah. we're going to struggle. Because there's something there's something weird. There's, there's some weird vibe that goes in that, that, that pitch. I don't get it. It's weird. Yeah. But it's there. And I just, like, the way we are, those kind of difficult situations and conditions we don't yeah. really prevail. Um, Champions League. Oh, Champions League, this thing depends on today's win, yeah. I mean, tomorrow's win. Um, but if we say we are to win, yes, tomorrow, and obviously the football has changed. Like, there's that immediate 180, like a significant change. You know what I'm talking about when yeah. I say significant change. 
where when we were looking at the game, we were like, hey, no, hey, they no, the guys yeah. were on it today. Where it's just undeniable that these guys were just so good. Yeah. You know, those kind of games. If we were to have those kind of games, then it's like from yeah. now on in, then the Champions League, man, like the, the sky is the limit. Like yeah. We can go very far. So, but okay, because you're asking me about a prediction, I will say last 16. That's as far okay. as I can go. I don't know. Yeah, I think we'll make it into yeah. the last 16. But our 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 opponents like the next is going to be difficult because i think we will be playing the winner of group b and group b is it the one with real madrid and sevilla uh, let me just check real quick but you can go on um to make your point while i check like whoever it is that we're playing that's outside that league like because if what by saying we're going to qualify for the last 16 means that we're going to be second. There's no way we're going to Yeah, so Group B is the Arsenal group. Arsenal, Lens, Sevilla, PSV. And none of those, te- ah, okay. none of so those no, teams are no slouch. Plan. And we don't have a good record against Sevilla. And Arsenal. And Arsenal. Arsenal going yeah. to be a prick. You know, so you see where I'm going with that. So it becomes a little bit difficult. So yeah, last 16. I see, I see us making it to the last 16. FA Cup. Ah, that one is tricky. I can't yeah. really tell. Because, yeah, I know FA Cup is tricky. It's anybody. Like, that one is, you know, one thing I like about the FA Cup is that all the football teams in the in, in England get to yeah. play against each other. Lowest of the lowest plays against yeah. the top is the top. I love that. Like, I love that exchange of, like, these professional players can get to yeah. play in this lower team and sort of give them some sort of because when you play the best you kind yeah. of become good you know you, you gain experience from it you'll be like hey you played this so in terms of that i can't really tell because the yeah. Cup, you know how it is but let's just say fifth okay. round we'll make it up until fifth round because that's usually fifth round yeah fifth, sixth is it after fifth that's when we jump into the to the quarters or is it after six yeah i was so forgot. I forgot yeah so i just before we get it to any of those yeah. quarterfinal games i think that's the the, the final the final hurdle yeah. before the yeah. quarterfinal games that's where united will be playing so that, that's where we usually either we, if we're going to make it far in the fa cup we have yeah. to win that game or if we or we lose like if we lose it we know it's clear but usually when we win it we kind of progress maybe yeah. up until the same is then quarter yeah, then yeah, yeah. so yeah all right before then but yeah premier league yeah. top six top six yeah. not first and i think i could say not second but there's an argument to be had because number one is nine yeah. points ahead of us yeah. right now what's nine <laughs> points what 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 is yeah. nine points? Like I know, like it's yeah. so close. That's why I'm saying okay. top six. Like the, the the margins are so close. It just takes for us to be consistent yeah. in two games, which will be Everton and Luton. Everton are going to be in. We're playing Everton away, so that one we need to. We really need our A game because Everton are sort of picking up some yeah. weird momentum, you know. They are the growing wings somehow. So we need to put an end to that. 
Luton, and then obviously this month we have Copenhagen, Everton, Luton, right. and yeah. Galatasaray. I think those games, all four yeah. games, are winnable. I really do. And I think if we can go through, like if we were to win yeah. all these four games, I think my prediction will look even more enticing. It will look even more um, tangible. Yeah. All right. Now I hear you. Um, yeah. So I, I think in FA Cup, probably the same prediction as you have. Um, Champions League. Mm. Oh, boy. I want to believe we're going to get out of the group stage. <sighs> Man. And like you said, it rides on tomorrow's game. It rides on tomorrow's game. Yeah. And you know what? United yeah. still haven't convinced me enough that we're going to go and get a win at exactly. Copenhagen. So I'm going to say... Right, it's so hard. I'm going so to say hard. that United are going to get knocked out of Champions League. We're not going to make it to the round of 16. And you know what, Ben? And I say this with the utmost love possible that it's a good thing out of respect for me it's a good thing yes. we're not going to make it to the round of 16 because honestly like you you know what ne ben mm. you know if 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 we are going before, if we are going to meet Europe. a team from group b maybe it won't be too bad to advance but my fear is we go and meet like a real madrid because they will rinse us properly that aggregate will be a joke fam and i don't want that we might as and well i don't want that i think we i would rather up. us just get knocked because out if we than us to up. like build this like expectation of maybe 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 and then we go yeah. and meet romajet yeah. and they just make us look like schoolboys you know what I mean? Like, they just absolutely run circles. But, fam, I'm scared of that Madrid team. I do not want to meet that Madrid team. I'm, I'm not shitting you. Yeah. Okay, D. All right. We get demoted yeah. to Europa. So I'd, back I would to rather, get, I would rather be demoted and get knocked out of Europa. Because I know it would be... Uh, I know... But I know. Will that I know, be the mentality? Look, I'm, I'm not, I'm not advocating like, for yeah. it, but I just know if you get knocked out of Europa, it will be like a nice knockout. You know what I mean? It'll be a, a it'll be a cushioned knockout. It'll be like a one nil knockout. You understand? It'll be that thing of we got knocked out like a last minute thing. You know, the opposition went and scored a goal, or it came mm. down to penalties. You understand what I mean? It was all. It was, it's gonna be one of those knockouts where it could have gone either way. You know, split decision boxing type things. But Champions League is going to be so clear and decisive. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to get knocked out, fam. We're going to get Mike Tyson knocked out. You Jake. And I don't want that. I do not want, like, what are you guys doing here? Didn't we tell you not to come back to Champions League? What are you doing here? You know what I mean? <laughs> Getting knocked out like a bouncer, fam. From a club. Mm-mm. I don't want that type of drama, fam. I do not want that type of heat, you know? So I'd rather we get knocked out, get knocked out of Europa, yeah. and then just end the, the league fighting for, 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 for spaces. In terms of the Premier League, yeah? So our next fixtures, obviously, like you mentioned, Luton, Everton, Premier League fixtures for this month. Next month, December, we're playing Newcastle away. We're playing Chelsea home. 
We're playing Bournemouth home. We're playing Liverpool away. We're playing West Ham away. And we're going to play Aston Villa home. And then we're going to end the last match of the year against Nottingham Forest away. Now, looking at these fixtures coming up, I say we're still going to be eighth. We're still going to be eighth by January. We're starting off the year by playing Spurs. It's going to be a home match. And then it's going to be Wolves away. And then we're going to jump into February. So looking at the fixtures up until February, when we're going to have our recap, I see us staying eighth. I see us staying eighth. I don't see us moving up a spot because when you look at the two teams that are ahead of us, the three teams actually, it's Brighton, Newcastle, Aston Villa. Those are the three teams that are currently ahead of us. I don't know what that fixture list looks like in the next months to come, but if they're going to have better fixtures than us, I see them not dropping a beat. I see them not dropping the ball because the only team maybe we could maybe advance to seventh um, because we're tie points with Brighton, but obviously they have um, a better goal difference than us, right? They're the only team maybe we could go ahead by January, maybe. But everybody else, the way they're playing compared to the way we are playing, plus our long line of injuries, and we don't even know when a lot of them are going to be back from that, I don't see us moving any places. I honestly, genuinely do not. Because a lot of these games that I mentioned, I'm either seeing a loss or a draw. There's no team here that I'm comfortable we're going to say we want to get a win. Maybe Luton. Maybe we want to beat Luton because we're playing home. But Everton, not sure. Newcastle were playing them home. That one were getting smashed. You know? Remember what I told you about the Newcastle-Arsenal match? Yes, I know it was a VAR or whatever. You know? But remember I told you that I think Newcastle are going to win this match. Because Arsenal are not looking enticing. And Newcastle are motherfucking hungry. You understand no, what I mean? Yeah, I think I agreed with you. Because the way they yeah. took us at United I'm like, from the back. With Bam, I'm like, team. I'm like, Seriously? Arsenal are going to have Arsenal, a like, problem beating this team, you know? Newcastle they're the dark, are the dark horse this season. Like, dude, four. dude, watch so out. We are, so we are playing Newcastle away. That's in December. We're going to lose. Then we're going to play Chelsea home. Regardless, we've clearly lost that fortress. Chelsea are going to beat us. Then we're going to play Bournemouth. We could, nah, we could get nah, a result. Nah, nah, nah. Uh, okay, uh, it's fa- no fair enough. Fair enough. Chelsea. It's fine. We could get a result um at yeah. Bournemouth. Then we're gonna play Liverpool at Anfield. We are getting smashed. Wait, one more. Uh, are we playing away Bournemouth. Or we're playing home. We're playing we'll home. Smash them. If we play away. Okay. Like no, I get you. Then December. Uh oh yeah, yeah. I already mentioned the, the the December one. Then any and look at this one, yeah, Ben, because we're gonna play Bayern in the Champions League before we play Liverpool. And that's in the space of five days. Luckily, we're playing home, right? And also, lucky Liverpool's not far from Manchester. It's a short drive. But Liverpool are going to smash us. It's Anfield. So already, I'm seeing games here that that's Newcastle, Chelsea, Liverpool. That's nine points we're not going to get, you know? And then Everton is unsure. And then Bright Bournemouth, you're saying we're going to smash Bournemouth. I'm also unsure. Then after Liverpool, we're going to face West Ham. That's an away match. West Ham again, I'm not sure, right? And then it's going to be Aston Villa, who are playing better football than us. We're playing home, 
But like I said, teams have come to United and Amiris looks stupid. So I'm not sure about um, Aston Villa. Then we end the year off with Nottingham Forest and that's an away match. And again, those guys, we almost lost to them. Because remember they scored, is that the game that we came back and, and drew or won? Because they, they scored, sorry? 3-2, yeah. Because remember three, they scored two. the two early goals. And then we were fortunate to go and score three goals. And that was very early on. So clearly, you know, they, they have the ambition and the firepower to go, and, to, to go and do damage against us. So that Nottingham game away, I'm not sure. And then we enter January. We're playing Spurs. You know, even though we're playing home, <sighs> Madison Son, let's not even talk. And then we're playing Wolves away. And Wolves is a problem. And then we start February. Yeah, those are the only two Premier League matches in, 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 um, in January. And then that's it. And then February starts and we're going to be doing the next recap. So looking at those fixtures, right? Spurs were losing. Aston Villa were losing. West Ham were not sure. Liverpool were losing. Bournemouth not sure. Chelsea were losing. Newcastle were losing. Everton were not sure. Luton is the only match I'm convinced we can get three points. Luton and maybe Bournemouth. Is six points wow. enough for us to take us to sixth? Knowing that Brighton, Newcastle and Aston Villa are points ahead of us and also have a better goal difference. So... That's why I'm saying we're probably still going to be eighth. If we're lucky, we might go to seven. All right. No, I, I hear you. And I, I, I like, I, I understand where your thinking is at. But you see, I, the reason why I have a different perspective was because I was waiting for a game week like yeah. this weekend. A game week where we get to see the holes in a lot of teams. Villa has shown that Liverpool, they showed that they're not as strong because they are strong, yes. But then, you know, when you look at the Premier League right now, yes, everybody else has strengthened and looks stronger than us. But then you'd expect that everybody would be miles yeah. away from us. Just considering how much there was so much True. noise around United. Like, hey, yeah. get rid of the manager. And then when you look at the numbers, you're like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Get rid of him. <laughs> what? This guy's nine yeah, points yeah, away yeah. from one. What, what yeah. are you talking about? He's six points away from top four. What yeah. are you talking about? It just takes a draw and a loss for a couple of these games. And this game week, this game week, it showed me that you are going to have this more yeah. of this game week. Not that I'm wishing it upon yeah. us, no. But you look at the schedule. You look at how much football they are yeah. bringing into this whole thing. This is not about... It's about, oh, my team is like this. Or, nah, it's about everybody. Everyone is going to be yeah. affected. Now, the good thing or the thing that I kind of like take pride in ourselves is, I think, yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong, we are the one club so far that hasn't played its full card, yeah. its full hand. Everybody else has. We know what everybody else is capable of. Like, they have taken out yeah. all their guns blazing. And then, okay, for example, like, they've had their full squads. They've played with them, got into some sort of rhythm, then maybe started experiencing yeah. injuries. Whereas for us, we didn't even start yeah. like that. Yeah. You understand? Like we didn't start with the full and polished United fit on form, United yeah. best 11. No, we haven't had that. So, and, 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 and you, you, you take into consideration that okay, we're still hanging in there and we are still waiting for some people to come in because, yeah, yeah, we have a lot of people outside, but I still believe like those guys that are injured are still going yeah. to come in and add. 
Like they're going to give us that extra value or extra boost. And then when I look at those, that thing, I look at the fact that we haven't really played our cards because when we now get our players back and everybody else, people will be thinking like we're a new team. People are going to start sort of, um, it'll be weird. Trust mm. me, it's going to happen. It's almost going to look like people are, are trying to figure out how to beat United. When in actual fact, we're just very simple. We just have our solid back line. And for some reason, everybody else is comfortable. Things are clicking. Rashford has got out of his ass. He's yeah. thinking with his head and he's scoring goals. Everybody's just ticking. People are going, what is it? Who? We need to stop Rashford. Last season, Xavi talking about we need to stop Rashford. Yeah. He's the danger man. I don't think anybody's yeah. talking about that right now. But then once we start to get into some sort of rhythm, we're going to get back into that place where people are trying to debunk yeah. United. And there's nothing to debunk. It's just simple football. Everybody else is going yeah. through the same thing. So this game week showed me the likes of Aston Villa losing to yeah. a small, small team. You know, I hear what you were saying. Like, I totally heard you. Like, we could be still in those positions. But then just with the results of this game week, I'm confident that the other teams also around us are not going to have a smooth sailing yeah. season. You know, like, it will all depend on who yeah. you have in your lock. If you've got injured players, hard is. Unfortunately, you're going to True. keep on struggling. But then if your injuries are coming back or you don't have injuries, you are going to be the most consistent one. You are the one who's going to get the most results and yeah. the most what what. And United, we started off bad. We started off with the injuries. Those guys yeah. are coming back. So it the only for United, it can uh, only yeah. go up from here. Yeah. You understand? That's how I see it. Like only it, it, it's one of those things where it's a weird one by saying that give the manager his tool so he can sack himself. Nah. But in terms of Eric Ten Hag, he's waiting for his senior, most important players, Luke Shaw, Varane, what, what, everybody yeah. to be there. Once everybody's there, now we will give you the proper, proper criticism because you have got no excuses. Or everybody that you consider or important in your squad is there. You have to produce a style of football. football, football. You need to start. We not, We need to start seeing the style of play because now you're not chopping and changing, right? You've got everybody that you said that you want. Everybody's back, so get that. And we need to start seeing us winning. We need to start scoring or whatever it is. Like at that point, every other criticism that will come the manager's way will be warranted. But for right now, obviously, it's gonna be. It's it. I feel it's unfair because every other team is going. D, yeah. we've talked about this. You can miss one player. Like, one player is enough to yeah. derail a team. People think that that is a joke. People think that that is like Charles, but it is yeah. real. It is real. And we are missing how many? Yeah. Five. Half the starting 11 is out. Yeah. Come on. Come on, if those guys come back, like I'm telling you, I'll be sitting here smiling like David Beckham when yeah. he's watching his goal in his documentary. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be doing that. I'm like, you see, I was telling you, yeah, oh, nice, yeah. nice, yeah, nice, nice. So, well, that's right. that's my right. take. That's why I see us bouncing around. Yeah. I mean, I think I should have said i mean i by 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 putting it top six 
I was just trying to, I guess maybe, um, like tell myself that the jump that's going to be there's yeah. gonna be significant, yeah. significant. But what I should have said, like, is yeah, we will between. be bouncing in yeah. between the top yeah. eight, where we are. But I just feel like we will not yeah. remain eighth. We yeah. will be yeah, yeah, Could be yeah, any yeah, number yeah, in between. yeah, just yeah. not. No, I got you, but yes. I also consider yes. that yes, the other teams won't have a smooth sailing, but because there are points ahead of mm. us and goal difference ahead of us, that even if yes. we tie yes. points with them, their goal difference is still significantly mm. better than ours, which still keeps us us at that position. So we could close the gap, but we're still eighth, if that makes sense. So you'll find between 8th and 4th, that gap has been reduced to maybe a point or two. And now you just have all of those teams, same points. The only thing that's separating them is the goals. You check. So that's sort of how I looked at it. But anyway, um, that's uh, been the, the season recap. It's been a hell of a long episode. But yeah, yeah we needed this amount of time yeah. to recap where we currently are. You know, um, our thoughts of, you know, where we thought we would be by now, how we thought the season would be going. So we just wanted to give you guys like an insight of everything that's been happening um, up until this point and what, how we think and believe the club will be by the next time we have this, this long conversation. So we should definitely make this, you know, a regular thing every season to say we should have an episode yeah. where we, we yeah. talk about our expectations for the season. We have like a, <laughs> you know after one third of the season has passed and then after the transfer window and then of mm. course our season recap um at the end of it all but yeah um i think i've said everything that needs to be said if there's any last remarks from your end before we close this off all right cool nope. so yeah thanks once again for listening to this episode of the glory reds podcast don't forget you can catch us on all your favorite podcasts and streaming platforms for glory reds fc and yeah hopefully um of one against Copenhagen because obviously this episode is going to be aired or you know, <laughs> uploaded after the Copenhagen match so yeah let's just hope that it's not just yeah. something you know new and with that being said thank you guys for listening to this episode and we'll catch y'all in the next one peace peace